Hey there. Thanks for taking the time. I'm Stacey Nonemaker, and this is a Supporters Toolbox. Rumor has it that Einstein had a strained relationship with his son. Well, that's what the internet tells me anyway. But in a note to his son, Einstein, not surprisingly, astutely says, mainly play the things on the piano which please you, even if the teacher does not assign those. Doing what you love, the way you like to do it, is the way to learn the most, and that when you are doing something with such enjoyment, you don't know that the time passes. So today I ask you, what does the person you support do in their life that puts them in this state that Einstein just described, or as others described, as flow? I'll wait. Did you come up with something? Hold that for a moment. Psychologist Mihai Csikszentmihalyi introduced this flow theory in the 1970s based on research involving people who did activities for pleasure, even when they were not rewarded with money or fame. He considered people like artists, writers, athletes, surgeons, all individuals who get engaged in activities that they preferred. What he found was surprising to him and probably surprising to you as well. He found that enjoyment did not result from relaxing or living a stress-free life, but that enjoyment came during intense activities like practicing a sport, working on a painting, engaging in an intricate surgery. Things where, for these people, their attention was fully absorbed. He called this state flow because, in his research, these people illustrated their intense experiences using the metaphor of being carried by a current like a river flows. I love that visual. I think of myself. I really have always loved to write. As a kid, I would write stories that emulated or imitated the books I was reading at the time. As a grad student, I enjoyed writing papers. And now I can, after some procrastination because, well, there are other things to do, I can get lost in writing, even writing things for work. I know, I know, I'm a nerd. But I think we all have those things that we can get lost in where we don't know how much time has passed, even something that we may view as work. Again, I ask, what does the person you support do in their life that puts them in this state of flow? Why do I keep asking this? Because as Csikszentmihalyi says, one of the most frequently mentioned dimensions of the flow experience is that while it lasts, one is able to forget all the unpleasant aspects of life. Doesn't that alone sound amazing? But he also says that a prerequisite of getting to that flow state is voluntary engagement in a task that the person finds enjoyable, not one that we coax or bribe them to do because we know that the person may only work for satisfaction derived from external rewards. You see, when we're in flow, it's about experiencing intrinsic motivation. You see, increased productivity is an outcome of flow, but achieving flow is 
ultimately about leading a more enjoyable, happier life. It's not just about being productive. Does that make sense to you? So flow makes the present more enjoyable and builds the self-confidence that allows us to develop skills and make significant contributions to humankind. All a byproduct of happiness. You know, in this podcast, we've talked about that before. And we also talked about the importance of autonomy and control, right? Well, Csikszentmihalyi says flow gives us control, by taking an active role in our lives, not just reacting to external events and stimuli. So are you yet convinced that we need to support people to find their flow? Well, if so, here's some things we can do to make that happen. First, and probably the most important, is finding a task that is just the right balance of challenging, but not too tough, and doable, but not too boring and easy. Finding flow is somewhere in between. What can the person you support do that they don't need to learn how to do, but may need to put some extra effort into doing? As I said, I can write all day long, but writing content for podcasts like this takes some work for me. I have to do some researching, some introspection, some recollecting. Things that make the task a little more challenging than just getting words on the paper. Second, step away from distractions. Things that may be distracting and counter to the flow for the person. One cannot achieve flow if their inbox keeps chiming or their smartphone keeps dinging. Turn off everything and make an effort to give all attention to the task at hand. My son can get into the homework flow when he has tunes spinning on his turntable. While distracting for me, it's part of his getting in the flow for sure. So this is individualized to the person, and it's your job to figure that out. Third and lastly, consider engaging in flow with others. Some flow theory research shows that people get in a better flow state when they're doing tasks with others. Is this task something that can be done with others, with you, with family? It's your job to consider that. So wherever you land with supporting someone to find their flow, just know that it has to be intentional. And bonus points, if you find something that is meaningful, like a job where someone finds flow. Some of us may have said, I'd do this even if they didn't pay me probably because we are experiencing flow in that job. The satisfaction just from doing the work motivates you to continue, and there's no need to uh, care about recognition or money, and it's really, truly all about the flow from the work. So next time I ask you what the person you support does that creates flow, I hope you have an answer. Again, thanks for taking the time. I know you're busy, hoping you took one thing away that can make today a better day for the person you support. Bye now.